You are listening to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Hello and welcome to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Some of the biggest issues facing Gen Zers today are mental health and well-being, racial equity, access to equal opportunities, social justice, and the environment. Come join me as I explore how we can tackle these issues by talking to experts in the field who have made a difference. Let's learn from them so we can make a difference too. I'm your host, Anish Prasad, and with me today is the Global Director of Sustainability for Johnson & Johnson MedTech, Cal St. Dennis. Cal, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Hi, Anish. I'm great. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me, and, and thanks for focusing on this amazing topic. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, so to start, can you just please tell us a, about your role at J&J? Sure. So um, as you said, I have oversight for sustainability for our global med tech business. So historically speaking, Johnson & Johnson was subdivided into really three businesses. One was our consumer business, two was our pharmaceuticals business, and three was med tech. And so I own sustainability for environmental sustainability, that is, for med tech. And then this past year, J&J evolved to become a company of just pharma and med tech moving forward. So we branched off our consumer business to be a standalone entity called Kenview. And these are, you know, typically brands that are recognizable for Johnson & Johnson brands like Band-Aid and Tylenol and Aveeno. Um, and so with MedTech specifically, you know, think of products that are used to, to really kind of help with patient care from orthopedics to, um, to vision, to surgical, to cardiac. These are products that are made across, you know, really any clinical pathology that could be treated in the human body with some exceptions. And when we think of this from a sustainability perspective, you know, I largely focus on how can our products have a sustainability element to them, not only current state, but then in the future as we deploy and, and really evolve our product portfolio and our packaging portfolio moving forward. Yeah. And doing some background research on you, you started your career in sales. So what led you to this role or what's like led you to, um, you know, focusing a career on like sustainability and J&J? Yeah, it's such a thoughtful question, Anish, and thanks for the background research. You know, it's um, it's funny. I came at this role because, you know, really born out of personal passions. I am a proud Canadian. I understand what we walk on is finite. We should all be doing our part to, to not only protect what it is we have the good fortune of, of living in and, and, you know, the, the communities that we live and work, but also just planet Earth, period. Um, but I also love the fact that, you know, from a healthcare perspective, I can also assist in some capacity to, to patients, you know, evolving and hopefully getting better on their, their clinical care journey, right? And so, um, for me, I started into this business really for the latter. I, I recognized, you know, as an athlete myself that a lot of my teammates, including myself, got injured and you need, you know, support of, of clinicians and medical care to get better, Right. And so I wanted to have a hand in that after graduating from undergrad, I really wanted to contribute to that. And so I got into the commercial side of orthopedics. Um, I had roles in sales and marketing and some chief of staff work with strategy and, and stretch assignments and commercial operations. Um, and that's probably not the typical pedigree for someone in, a, in an environmental sustainability role, right? Um, I, was, I was a biology major in, in, in undergrad. So perhaps that was, you know, a little bit of the academic support. But otherwise, my, my, my career has otherwise been commercial up until this point. And so, you know, I think it's a, a testament to the fact that in this field, you know, it, you can really kind of dive into it from any lens, right? I think, for instance, we hear socially in the news or reading the newspapers, we hear about wind farms and agriculture. 
Um, and it's probably lesser known that healthcare, of course, is one of the largest emitters from an industry perspective when it comes to emissions, right? And so, you know, what a cool opportunity to, to be able to, to contribute to, you know, helping patients in their care pathway and, you know, caring for the planet. And so for me, I think I leverage a lot of that kind of commercial experience to really kind of understand what our, our customers need, customers in these, you know, the hospitals and providers that we work with throughout the world, and really kind of help shape what we need to be doing as a business to contribute to helping them in their journey, you know, from a sustainability perspective. Yeah, and you touched on it a little bit in your last response, but um, can you just elaborate a little bit more on why you think sustainability is important in medtech? Yeah, great, great question. You know, um, healthcare, you know, think of healthcare's footprint, right? Think of, think of hospitals, for example, think of the ORs, right? We need to have a very, I would say, emissions intense process in order to provide optimal care. We, we as an industry, of course, not we as J&J, we're not on the provider side. And so hospitals that are local to you in your backyard, whether it's Brigham and Women's or Newton Wellesley or Mass General Brigham or, you know, some of these larger well-known institutions across the country like Cleveland Clinic and Duke and Kaiser Permanente, they have an obligation to provide optimal patient care. And in doing so, there's a tremendous amount of, you know, use of gases. There's a tremendous amount of use of energy. It is an energy intense process to care for patients. Now, in order to produce those products that help in patient care, you know, we are also, of course, um, part of the hospitals that we work with supplier side of the business. And so when we think of scopes one, two, and three from an emissions perspective, scope three is largely the suppliers in which you rely upon. We are our hospital suppliers. So for MedTech, you know, what we do as a company is not only contributing to decreasing our footprint as best as we can, but then also contributing to reducing the footprint of our customers and these provider institutions in which we, you know, have our products carried or used to provide optimal patient care. Yeah. Um, and what do you think the biggest opportunities for sustainability are in MedTech? It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a big question. And I think that we as an industry are, are continuing to evolve and figure that out. I think, you know, the, the, the initial thought is to gravitate towards products, right? That's, of course, what we are manufacturing and producing, and that is what is either going in patients or supporting patients to get better. Um, but then there's also, you know, ancillary parts of products, right? Think of packaging, right? Those packages, or excuse me, those products need to be packaged in a way, you know, to, to ensure that they are, you know, uh, sterile to make sure that they are, you know, have the optimal structural integrity such that if they were to fall off a, a truck upon being loaded, that they would still retain their, you know, their, their integrity. And so, you know, we, we, we might immediately gravitate towards the products in which we make, but we also know that, you know, there are, there are limited opportunities for kind of, you know, scrutinizing the products and how we can, I would say, improve upon those. And so, you know, we're also afforded the opportunity with packaging to say, okay, how can we reduce plastics? How can we reduce our reliance on paper and pulp? Uh, and that, you know, that is exciting for MedTech because MedTech as an industry, you know, continues to evolve and will need to, to, to really satisfy the needs of our customers. Yeah. And I think one big thing that sort of prevents many entrepreneurs and business owners from becoming more sustainable is that the costs of doing business uh, become higher. But you try and become more sustainable. So is that something you've seen 
as J and J tries to become more sustainable? And is if there is a trade off, is it worth it? Well, let me answer the first one, uh, the last one first. It's definitely worth it, right? But but you and I are having a conversation focused on environmental sustainability. I think I'd be uh, remiss to not state that right off the beginning. Um, that said, you know, and and I'll speak more holistically, not not as as a member of, of a great company like Johnson and Johnson, but you know, the industry and business period from you know from technology to industrials to agriculture to aviation, et cetera. You know they need to make sound business decisions to to represent the needs of their shareholders, their board, their employees, their patients or customers or whomever it is they're serving, right? And so I think, you know, I think that what we are seeing is we are seeing kind of a trend moving towards focusing on sustainability, no question across the landscape of business. That said, you know, there are still just from a pure economies of scale perspective, there are still initiatives or products or facets of sustainability that might cost more. And while some companies either have the financial capital or the ability to invest in those, it does make sense that others might not, right? And that's just purely business. Um, is it right? You know, you and I can debate that, obviously, as as we have a conversation on, on sustainability. But I, 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 I sympathize with both sides. And so, you know, there are initiatives that sure, they might cost more money up front, uh, but they will have, you know, a benefit as economies scale. And I'll use the perfect example. It's a consumer packaged good business called Colgate Palmolive. You probably know them from, you know, the soap that you might use in your house to toothpaste. And they launched a toothpaste uh, a few years ago that was um, I believe a, a compostable or recyclable, pardon me, misspoke, a recyclable outer toothpaste tube. And in the beginning, it cost them more money up front because they were making smaller batch as they deployed these. Now, the economic return comes as they scale it, as it starts to cannibalize their prior you know, tube and really start to kind of evolve into having a recyclable offering. So that business decision up front, you know, without the proper support from leaders who see the sustainability benefit, it could have fallen flat because it was going to cost the company more. But as they scale and as they deploy that, you know, across their business, now it starts to have a business impact. So now it's a net win, right? You have a sustainability benefit and a business benefit. So on top of the potential higher cost of business could face, what are some of the biggest challenges for sustainability, specifically in med tech? Yeah, I think it's it's actually not exclusive to med tech, candidly. I think it's just adoption, right? I think that the the you know status quo is what people gravitate towards because that's what we know. That's what we're trained on, that's what we're educated on. You know, socially, that's what we're used to. Take take recycling or composting in your own home, right? You might do it and I might do it, but if you go down the street and knock on every one of your neighbor's doors, chances are not everyone does it. And the question is why. Um, and, you know, regardless of, of political allegiance, regardless of, of heritage or, you know, where you are kind of uh, socially exposed, whether you're in a different state or a different country, you know, ultimately it's change and change can, you know, kind of have a slow uh, adoption, right? And so I think that's, you know, regardless of, of the industry, and I know you asked for med tech specifically, but one of the biggest challenges is just changing the status quo. And that I think is inherent in med tech, but that's the same whether you would ask about, you know, cars or aviation, et cetera. And I think that 
Fortunately, we collectively as society are evolving, especially here in the United States. But change takes time, right? Look at EVs, look at some of these other, other industry with bio-based fuels for aviation. It will take time, but I think we're, we're trending in, a, in the right way. Yeah. Um, and sustainability, obviously, is another thing that attracts a lot of customers towards products. So why is sustainability important to J&J? And does that create um, competitive differentiation with your products? It's a great question. I think first and foremost for J&J, you know, we believe in, in providing products that, you know, help people get healthy, right? So we believe that, that healthy people are really the focus of all we do and getting people healthy in their care journey. That said, you can't have healthy people and not have a healthy planet. So there's this intrinsic link between healthy people and a healthy planet. So for us, you know, it's just inherent in the work that we do that the two are, are not, you know, uh, independent of one, one another. They need to be, you know, satisfied in parallel. And so we are relentlessly focused on ensuring, you know, the health of the planet and the health of the population that exists on it. I think in terms of a differentiator, I think that, that at least for myself as an employee, you know, I align with a company that is, that is doing great things. And I think that that is becoming more and more important to, you know, employees and to customers. Now, I am not a, a, a provider on the med tech side, so I'm not a customer personally of J&J, but I gravitate personally as a customer. Think of CPG or walking to the grocery store or purchasing clothing or whatever it is. I gravitate, gravitate towards brands and companies that are doing good. Um, and there's more than, of course, just doing good on the surface, but, but, you know, doing your research as a consumer and going behind the scenes, and understanding what that means. And so, you know, you asked, does that differentiate Johnson and Johnson? I think that is in the, in the eyes of whomever our customer is. And of course, as an employee, I, I, I strongly believe it does, but I'm a, a loyal and proud employee and perhaps not a, an institution that is, you know, scrutinizing that. So. Yeah. Um, so, could you share uh, any initiatives you were that you were doing to draft sustainability at J and J, or what J and J is doing to become more sustainable right now? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, J and J has amazing goals at the enterprise level. So, think Johnson and Johnson as a parent company, right? I kind of alluded to the fact that we are now a pharmaceutical and medical device, medical technology business. But as a whole, Johnson & Johnson across the enterprise has committed publicly long ago to really ambitious initiatives focused on renewable electricity, focused on carbon neutrality, focused on a reduction in our upstream scope three emissions. And then we've committed publicly to an overall net zero ambition as well by the year 2045. Um, for me in MedTech, what I've tried to do is understand how our culture, our systemic, you know, day-to-day -day kind of business practices can really align with what we are doing as a company. So I and my peers have really sought to outline what those, you know, qualities and ambitions that I just highlighted for J&J mean to our medtech business. And so largely since I've joined the, the role and, and gosh, about a year and a few months now, I focus largely on what can we do? What can we do as med tech? What can we do as employees and as brands within med tech? And that's where, you know, there's a tremendous amount that we can do, right? How can we decarbonize our portfolio of products uh, to, you know, to support our customers' journeys? How can we deliver our products in a, you know, timely way, but, but really with a focus on emissions? So for instance, you know, how can we, 
take what would have been next day overnight air freight and move that perhaps towards ground. So you might not get it tomorrow morning, um, but maybe you don't need it tomorrow morning. How would Thursday, four days later work, right? Um, that's what we're exploring from an initiatives perspective on kind of the logistics and deliver end. Well, we still, you know, focus on what we're doing with products and packaging that I alluded to earlier, because that's really important. And that's going to have a lasting change for years to come longer after I'm in the role, right? So, you know, kind of how can we think if a new product is coming to the market, how can we exhaust every you know, sustainability component into the design of that product on the front end so that we're not launching products and saying, oh, you know, how can we kind of make this more sustainable? It's just inherent in the product design. And we're getting there. We as industry are, are evolving there. You know, that's kind of what we aspire towards at J&J, but, but there's much to do and, and we haven't, you know, made any commitments in that space, but we're, we're, we're evaluating certainly. Yeah. And you said earlier in the interview that healthcare is an energy intensive industry. So would you say that in the last few years, you've seen a trend towards trying to become more sustainable in the industry as a whole? I would say definitely. Yeah. And, and I think there are some of our peers that are ahead of, of others, but that's again, no difference. If you, you know, different, if you look at, um, you know, automotive industry, right. There are those businesses that you and I and brands could probably name five right off the bat that are focusing on EV technology and, and more sustainable cars. And there are those that have lagged, but are now catching up. Right. And now have made public commitments by the year 2030, X percentage of our, of our suite of offerings will be EVs, et cetera. That's the same in medtech, right? So I would say, you know, there are some notable brands in this space that are, are progressive and pursuing robust goals. And there are others that I'd say a few years ago, you know, didn't have the capacity or the interest or the bandwidth or the capital, et cetera, to, to invest in it that are now stepping up and saying, we, we absolutely need to align with, you know, with more sustainable initiatives, more environmentally focused initiatives, et cetera. And that, that I think is, you know, it's a, the, the, the quote of, you know, rising tide raises all ships, right? I think that is helping the industry work towards something great. Yeah. Um, and lastly, before we close out, uh, what advice would you have to Gen Zers like myself who want to make a difference, but just don't know where to start? I'd say that's, that's all right. Like culture and embrace that, that, you know, unknown. And, and I know that sounds strange, but, but dabble in as many things as you possibly can, right? There are, there are sustainability elements to everything that we are doing as a society, right? Whether you're passing the local golf course and seeing the, the tractors that are cutting the lawns being, you know, uh, electric technology to, you know, some of the amazing robotics technologies that we're seeing not far from, from where you and I are right in Cambridge, Massachusetts, or, you know, aviation and automation of driving. I mean, there's, there's just, there's so many opportunities in the world of environmental sustainability. And that's a really cool position to be in as a Gen Z or anyone to say, you know, I don't know what it is about the environment that I want to help with or contribute to, but I want to learn because you can expose yourself to so many cool facets of the business. And I'll speak for myself, right? Like I said at the beginning, I think socially we gravitate towards windmills or solar or, you know, EV technology, et cetera. Who knew that, that healthcare had such a presence in sustainability and how important that was, right? And now you think of all these amazing technologies. I was reading the other day about how, you know, pesticide use, 
that is just, you know, rampant uh, in agriculture, right? And is sprayed across all crops to, to alleviate, uh, you know, weeds. There's drone technology that now exists with AI that can just hover across an entire, you know, field of a crop and only fly in and spritz the weeds that it finds using, you know, AI technology. Like that, that is cool. And as a Gen Zer, whether it's healthcare, automotive, or robotics, or AI, there's just so much that is ripe for potential. And I think you, you know, Anish, and, and your friends, and your peers, and your classmates, you're in such a such an amazing position to just embrace that unknown and and go learn and go tackle what it is that you gravitate towards. But I think first and foremost, having a a foundation that you appreciate, you know, that that the world needs our focus. That's step one. Step two, I think, enjoy kind of go figuring, going to figure out what that looks like for you and, and you know, whomever else is listening to this. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close out? No, I, 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 uh, I want to thank you for what you're focused on and, and for any of your listeners and, and classmates and friends and colleagues in the future. You know, I, I, I just think that, uh, that, Listen, you know, I said at the beginning, what we walk on is finite. And if you kind of rest your head on the pillow every night, knowing that you did one thing to make the world a better place, listen, a, a raindrop in the ocean creates a ripple, which can create a wave. And, and that's special. So your, you know, your individual contribution, whether that's composting or picking up litter or, you know, pursuing a career in sustainability, that is a huge, huge, huge step. And, uh, and kudos to you and whomever else, you know, is focused on that because we, we need folks such as yourselves to, to be focused on this. And it's really refreshing to connect with, with you and your audience. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for joining me today. You got it, Anish. All the best. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next episode.